um, Taco Bell CEO recently announced that the Cool Ranch flavored. Do you like how I say that word? <laughs> cool. Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch flavored. Cool Doritos. I've Luca's been saying shell. they should get into French cuisine for the longest time. They're bring, they're doing it. They're bringing in the the, the Cool Ranch reach, <laughs> and they're doing it. And like I think I feel like we've waited long enough, don't you? Cool Ranch, Cool Ranch shell. It is the new shell that they are bringing into the mix. I'm excited for the good flavor because everybody knows that ranch goes better with tacos than nacho cheese. So I thought they already had a Doritos taco. They do, and it's nacho cheese, not Cool Ranch. Oh. Pay the fuck attention. Got it, got it, got it. Justin McElroy and I know the ranch flavor of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy. And are we talking about different flavored taco Dorito shells? In My this name is, is that- Chris Plant and I love pizza taco Dorito. My name <laughs> Come on. Come on. My name is <laughs> Uh, welcome to a show that we make every week called The Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest, uh, Matrix movies and video games and everything, taco flavors, everything, and we just swap, swap stories and swap, swap spit. I swap spit, love swap the Animatrix films. Did you guys see the Animatrix? I did. I saw them. They were quite good. They were really good. I love the one where the two people were in the dojo the dojo yeah and they were like sexy fighting like cutting each other's clothes off yeah there was a lot of muscles and sinew a lot of sinew it looked like final fantasy the spirits within like i always wanted to see the final fantasy spirit you remember um fucking bushimi's character from spirits within always no. wanted to know what it looked like under there i was gonna i was gonna talk about amazon.com being down but now it's back up so Phew, goof, the bullet. goof derailed goof 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 aborted uh, hey guys can i yeah. talk about the game i've been playing this week please yeah. do i've been playing uh antichamber which our review which i pinned just went up i don't should i give it it was a nine there it is you gave it a nine really need, we don't really need to talk about anything else because that nine tells you basically everything you need to know. Yeah, I never, ever, 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 ever read reviews past the number. It was actually really hard. I don't want to like pat myself on the back, but it was a really difficult game to review, and I thought I did a pretty good job. Why? Because of the puzzles. I don't. I didn't want to like. You don't want to spoil it. it, it yeah, that's the thing. Like the whole the whole thing about Antichamber is that a lot of people like compare it to to Portal because you do have a gun thing that you use to solve puzzles it's a bad it's not comparison. really it's not it's not an awful comparison like yeah. the, the the general structure of the game is kind of the same um only antichamber is not really linear like portal is linear it's sort of an open world where everything is sort of interconnected and you you know will cycle around and like return to rooms um once you discover new functions of the the device you have. And the device lets you move around these bricks 
around the world um, in in different ways. So, but the, but there's never any explanation for what you are able to do in the game. So, really, half the game, half the game is solving the puzzles using like interpreting the rules as you know them. But the other half of the game is sort of discovering those rules in the first place. Oh, let's I, let's narrow this down and sort of have it. Like, is there an example you can give? Because right that's now, the thing, it's that's vague. the thing. Like, I get not it, wanting to spoil it, but like some like early so on I'll, thing. I'll, I'll give a small example, but then I'll talk about why I think it's not like Portal at all. Uh, an example is you have this little device, and you can take a blue cube, and then you can plug it into a blue slot, and that will open the door. Uh, okay, that was but hot, then by the way. You'll need more blue cubes, and there aren't any. And how you discover them, or how you discover you don't need them at all, uh, is like kind of the puzzle of the game. Uh, and to kind of expand on that, why I don't think it's like Portal is Portal's a great puzzle game, but especially Portal 2, really, that game's so well designed that you don't have to know how to solve puzzles to get to the end. Like, it's always very carefully directing your attention to where you should look to solve the puzzle. Right. Like, things I, are just lit certain ways, so it's like, oh, yeah, I should plug then, one like, thing there and plug black, one there. Black walls, you can't put portals on, but you can put portals on the gray walls. So really just looking around for where the gray walls are will give sure. you sort of a rough idea of, like, where, you, where you're going. Sure. So I think portals, one, very linear. And this is no, no fault against mm. it. It's... It's making you feel smart. It's a, it's an empowerment fantasy that's also a puzzle game. Uh, Antichamber is the exact opposite, where if you can do something that breaks the game, you're awarded for it. So if that's you can thing. find out something that's that is the so opposite pr- of what it wants you to do, you could you can skip a large chunk of the entire mm-hmm. game. Well, is that intentional or is that just it's bad? It's intentional. intentional. Yeah. No. That's the thing. That's what I love. Is like I'll, I'll give one example. It, those cubes that you can place pretty like if you are uh, uh, clever about it you can figure out a way to put one on the wall and then jump up to that cube and then jump as you jump you can reabsorb that cube and then shoot it back up on the wall and land on it a little bit higher so you can sort of cheat your way like mega man to, like make shooting those platforms sort of yeah, yeah yeah to to like figure out a way to cheat your way up the wall and you figure that out i was actually really disheartened the first time i did that and then I realized, like, oh, the game knows that you can do that. Like, the game was totally, totally prepared because later on, there's a puzzle where you have a single cube, and it's like, good luck, fucko. And you have to basically, like... But that's you all you can like, do? You could just shoot the cube out and, like, step on it? But here's... Mm-hmm. There, there, he's really not going into much because I, I know he doesn't want to ruin it. Let, another way of saying it is... Because it's non-Euclidean math, as Justin oh. was asking before the thing... Nothing is based in reality. So just because you came from point A doesn't mean when you turn around, point A is still there at any yeah, time. Okay. And that's the, the point is to never trust immediately what you've seen or where you came from because it's constantly changing. So how do you have any sense of anything? So the antechamber is, a, is an actual room that you can return to at any time by hitting the escape key. And what's neat is like there's no UI in the game whatsoever there's no the menu is represented by a wall in the antechamber with all the settings sort of splayed out on it and you just fire at them and it changes the settings of the game but also in the antechamber is an interactive map and every time you discover a new room it shows up on that map 
um, and that map also shows the different uh, entrances and exits to that room. So it like gives you a good idea of there's two entrances in that room. The one like way that you discovered that led you all the way back to the beginning of the of the game. What probably isn't the only way to do it, and it's probably not the correct way to do it. So like if you get screwed like that, you can just press escape, return to the antechamber, and then immediately warp back to that room. It, like all the puzzles oh, are I self-contained see. into the rooms. Got it. So like the map is giving you this constant sense of knowing where you are and it also empowers you to just like wander around and dick around for as long as you want because ultimately your dicking around will come to a point where like you have done everything you can do with the the brick device that you have yeah so like you have to return and look at the map and say okay what haven't i solved and then really like dig your heels in and think about what you've seen in the world that's gonna help you like get through the puzzle do you get like a fez vibe from it no in no, the way that, like, it doesn't explain a lot of the mechanics. You just sort you, of have to figure it do out. Do you get a Fez? That's a good question, actually. Do yeah. you get a Fez? You get a very small car and a membership at the VFW. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard game to compare to, to anything else. Like half, half, like, half of what's cool about the game is, like I said, like interpreting what you see in the world around you. The other half is just like, it's fun when the game like pulls a fast one on you. When you like walk through a door... And then you like you hit a dead end, and you're like, oh shit! And you turn around, and all of a sudden, the door that you walked through exits out to a different thing. It's like, it's like, how did you how did you do that? Like as a as a level design, it doesn't make any sense. Do you that, like, see you what it's w- built in? It's built in Unreal. It's built in the Quake engine. Yeah, that's what uh, I, I. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about development, but I wonder if also the engine was chosen because it's one that is great with teleports. Because, like, Maybe. just designing it, how many things are asked to teleport you instantly without you noticing it yeah, uh, is crazy. It's, um, like, it's genuine. What's great is, like, you're constantly, it is constantly doing stuff like that to you. It is constantly, like, tricking you. Yeah. And so the whole time, like, you sort of are, like, writing it off, like, oh, that was that was a fun trick that you just pulled on me game. But in actuality, like, it actually just taught you what you need to know to, like, recreate something to solve the puzzle that you're stuck on. But, like, you just didn't even think about it. Like, it's, it's hard to explain what I mean, but, like, 
because there are no tutorials like telling you what to do, you sort of have to figure it out on your own based on what the game shows you. And it doesn't show yeah. you much, but it shows you enough. So like the trick is to like figure out what's important and and what's not. Interesting. It's a uh, really neat game. I won't be playing it because it's PC only, and that okay. makes me sad. Uh, How many could it work on a, a controller? Do though? Um, it's a. I I think he said that it will eventually, but it's not there yet. But I mean, it's not. I don't. I don't know. It's not like you need like twitchy controller reflexes or anything like that. Yeah, but I you want to chill out on a couch or something. Yeah, if you just want to hang on the couch with your bros. Maybe, maybe is it, I don't. I actually really like like putting my face like right next to my giant monitor and putting on headphones because sound is also really important. There's one puzzle that's actually kind of close to the middle of the the world. If you can consider the world as having a middle, um, that has a clock in it. Is and Patricia, there's a, uh, Patricia Heaton there? Oh my god! Was that a fucking the middle joke? <laughs> You don't. You know you don't have. Excuse me, Kirby. You know you don't have to say everything, right? Like just because it's a collection of syllables. You know what's the sad part is that my uh, the things I do say is uh, strongly edited. So wow, you're the cream of the crop. That, that's the best. Wow. Um. Anyway, there's a clock in this puzzle in the middle of the room, and you can you can hear it. It's a very loud clock, and whenever you're like. A mile away, like in a room completely, totally far away from that room, and you like solve a puzzle, and like you go through a hallway and turn a corner, and you hear that clock. You're like, God damn it! Like it's about to drop me back in Clock Town, which is like <laughs> so not where. I, like I want to move forward, and I'm back at that fucking clock again. Like I don't know. It's it's devious, and it's honestly like it's a little frustrating from time to time to like solve a really hard puzzle and be like, I'm a super genius, and it's like actually. This exit is a dead end that takes you all the way back to the beginning of the level. So <laughs> you're not actually that smart. Hmm. Um, but it's neat. It's got lots of Easter eggs in it. Lots of uh, lots of hidden rooms that sort of show you like some some background stuff on on the game's development, which is neat. And it's got an ending that is completely batshit. So um, you beat it. Yeah, yeah. I solved every goddamn puzzle. Did, I went did back you have after to cheat? I beat it. Do you have no, to do I that didn't. to beat the game? Do they? Huh? Do you have to solve every puzzle to beat the oh, game? Oh, no, 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 no. What's, um, no. I don't want to spoil it. There's there's sort of a game mechanic that will make you think you have to do that. Yeah. But um, you you don't. How, uh, uh, this is going to seem like a weird question, but how personal does it feel? A lot of these sort of, uh, you know, one-man uh, yeah. games have, have, you get a real strong sense of the, creator is that the case here i don't know i don't uh, is this a one man it is right it's uh alexander bruce did did uh i think almost all of it i think the score was composed by somebody else um i'm not i'm not sure what like supplementary development work went into it i think what i think the only like metaphorical significance that i got from the game and like i am so fucking awful at divining that kind of stuff but there are these little placards hidden all over the game and they're constantly, like, giving you sort of subtle hints. Like, you click on them, and then it's like, life has a way of surprising you when you turn turn your back on it, or something like that. And that can be just giving, like, a very, very vague hint that, like, if you turn around, something is going to change behind you. Um, but sometimes they're just fucking lies. Like, sometimes they aren't true at all, and they'll make you think you need to do something that will, in fact, like, screw you over in the long run. 
Um, but they are everywhere. There's there's dozens and dozens and dozens of them, and they are either rarely useful or they tell you the answer to the puzzle that you just solved. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I that I mean I'm sure that has some some sort of significance of like. It's such a unique game. It, it could be relating to like people telling him how to make games, but all of that advice is sort of useless in the end. I don't know, but like I, from from a lore perspective, I don't I don't know that there's much there. But from a game design perspective, like it's it's absolutely genius. Is there a narrative of any sort? Kind of. Yeah, she's like. She's like the mom, and she's trying to raise this really, you know. The I'm gonna fucking time. choke you out. I'm gonna fly to New York, and I'm gonna throw you downstairs. This episode of the Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties 
so the middle <clears throat> is a hot new series, but Andy Chamber <laughs> is different, and it's a game. You can get that on PC right now for fifteen bucks. It's on Steam. Uh, it's on sale too. Like it's <clears throat> going to go up to twenty. Um, it's on sale from twenty to 15. right. I think I, if you're going to play it, and you should, you need to do it soon because they're really like those mechanics that I told you that you need to figure it out. Once you figure them out, it's not. I don't think as as engaging. You know what I mean? Then you're just like running around, and then it's just sort of like every other puzzle game ever. Right. So like I would don't I don't get this game spoiled for you. Like get on it as as soon as you can. Is there a single thing people will tell you that will spoil it, or is it like... Don't there is a single game mechanic that I could not figure out for roughly two hours, and when yeah. I did, I felt like a goddamn super genius. <laughs> and like it cracked... It basically cracked the rest of the game wide open for me. All right. Also, the end of season two ends with a pregnancy scare. Can we hang up on Russ Frustick? <laughs> Let me see if I can't hang up on is Russ. Is there a way to hang up with him or hanging up on all of us? I don't think so. Uh, how was your last week? Anything? Hey, we're at the middle of the podcast now. Guys, I want to talk about the uh, medical malady that I've been suffering for the last month. What is it? Um, my eye has been twitching like a mofo. Yeah. And I thought it meant death, because I Googled it. Well, here's the thing. If, if you have something going wrong with yourself, probably shouldn't Google it, because nine times out of ten, you're going to die within a week, according to the Google results. Uh, in this case, the people thought it was a giant tumor or something yeah. horrible. Sure. Um, anyway, it was awful. So I made an appointment to see a neurologist uh, the other day. And I go in the, the, the uh, doctor's room. What is it called? Office? What do doctor's I have? Room. Doctor room. room. Doctor's zone. And he's, he's, I'm telling you know the symptoms that like one of my eyelids is twitching. And he's like okay and he does some tests you know does balance and like neurological tests and then at the end he's like okay so this is pretty normal it'll probably go away um you know i have a lot of patients that have this all the time like just the other week you know i have this guy in like once every couple months who has the same exact thing but in his arms like his arms are always twitching and you know he's like he's a cop down the block so you know and i was like wait so a police officer has twitchy arm syndrome (laughs) <laughs> and all I could think was, um, we're doomed. What did it and turn out to be? Did you got potassium deficiency? No, it turned out that I'm dying. So by the time this podcast airs, I'll probably be dead. Oh, don't play with my emotions like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's he's just said, come back in a couple months. I think he just wants another copay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's <clears throat> it's hard when your wife's a doctor because. I'll have all kinds of these little maladies like that. And I'll say to her, like, hey, listen, uh, sweetie, I don't want to worry you. But uh, my eyelids been because this is happening to me recently. I said, my eyelids been, eyelids been twitching a lot. What do you think? What do you think is going on? She said, I think sometimes your eyelid twitches. Yeah, okay. So do you think that's Thanks, a class doc. in medical school where they're like, here's a giant list of things that you could just blow people off on? Yeah. yeah. So I'm feeling hot and sometimes cold. Yeah, that's probably nothing. But like and just, you watch you watch fucking house and somebody's like my eyelids twitching and everybody's like oh he's just got a potassium deficiency and right house and is he like, looks no, and house he looks has, inside the blood in his brain has cancer 
Right. And then like, everyone else is like, no, you're out of your you're out of your mind. He's like, I am out of my mind. That's the kind of thinking outside the bun doctorship that helps me crack all these medical cases. And then the person <laughs> fucking dies because they left the hospital. <laughs> and then he pops like 500 pills. He pops like 500 pills. He's like, I told you that that blood, that brain blood had all kinds of shit wrong with it. Yeah, he's never They should happy, make a though. Doctor House game. They mm-hmm. have. I think they did. It was terrible. I was kidding. <clears throat> guys, I... Did I tell you guys about that Mr. Case Files? Speaking of Leah Thompson, you, I tell you guys about that <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Case Files game I played. No, no. it was good. You tried so, to. Was it yum so yum good? <laughs> yumma yumma. I liked it a lot. If you like, um, Leah it's like a find a hidden object game, isn't it? Well, you know, they use, the Mr. Case Files did used to be like that quite a bit. Okay. Uh, now they do more like. Puzzle. First off, I only played it because like sometimes Mr. Case files have FMV in them. How and many? This is no exception. This is a uh, Leah Thompson plays a spirit medium who works for a show called Ghost Patrol, and no. Ghost Patrol is hosted by a Chris Angel type figure. <laughs> and when you said Ghost Patrol, are you talking about the fan club for Taylor Hicks? <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of Soul Patrol. Uh, ah, yeah. Okay, I, it's a common mistake. Uh, no, Ghost Patrol and their uh, their lead lead guy is a Chris Angel type figure whose big catchphrase is "Come at me, ghosts!" <laughs> so you get treated to him say that sometimes. Um, and they used to be more find the hidden object, and that is still like a a very small part of it. But it's really more of like a an adventure game now. Uh, you go from location to location and um, solve some solve some puzzles, and then you also uh, in this one, she gives you psychic drawings uh, that you have to match with uh, different locations, um, and and using those, you you unlock more of the story, and you you try to find out why this town is cursed. Um, it's like not at all demand. It's like the anti anti chamber. It's like not in any way. <laughs> like, did you have to fight with the twelve year old girl over the last copy of this, or? Uh, well, it was a digital download, so no. That saves you some shame. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know these are probably for, these are probably for nannies or whatever, but I, I thought it was pretty good. I like FMV, um. Now, you like FMV, I've never heard you... Never mentioned that before? I've never heard you express that particular... I just bought, I just bought on eBay a in-package, in-the-wrapping copy of the only FMV console ever made called the Power Max which I did not know anything about until this week and I was I thrilled know. to learn his existence. Was that just like a port machine for Night Trap and No, Fear no, Shark it and- is a <laughs> this is great. It is a uh, console that works with your VCR so you play uh, a video Oh my god! and then your system has a uh, receiver, an IR receiver that you attach to your screen somewhere. That is unfucking believable. Yeah, and then so the system doesn't have any sort of UI or anything. It is literally just a score that you get after watching the video and shooting at targets on the video. And that sort of is the whole reason I, I don't understand your fascination with FMV games, because they're essentially just a movie. Yeah. Like, you're just watching a movie so why wouldn't you just watch good movies instead of like really poorly acted there is something about the idea of being able to interact with 
Local the, community theater uh, actors exactly. in Nebraska. I, yeah. inter- the level of interaction is like hitting fast forward on a DVD. That's not true. On some, okay, on that one, yes. Have you, have you That's played, accurate. Have you played Mad Dog McCree 2? Uh, yeah. I, I was more asking Russ because of fucking oh. course you've played Mad Dog McCree 2. I've Fair played enough. Mad Dog McCree 1. Are they Mad different? Mad Dog McCree 2 is probably the hardest video game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> the when final duel that though? you have to do with Mad Dog McCree... In Mad Dog McCree 2, I guess this is he Ghost survives the shit. first one. It's so oh. fucking indescribably <laughs> difficult. Like it makes those crazy bullet hell shooters look like mystery case files. Like it is <laughs> the hardest gameplay segment, and it's like last two and a half seconds. And every time you get shot, you have to watch a Nebraska community theater actor be like, <laughs> "Well, guess need to have a little itchy trigger finger," because he doesn't know how to which accent he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do that like 700 times before you finally like get the one muscle movement down correctly to pull out your gun and shoot him in the head. It's so you have to do it twice. It's so fucking difficult. There was a uh, well, why I'm, would you need to shoot a ghost in the head? I was watching the uh I was watching I said watching. That was a Freudian slip. I was playing uh who shot Johnny Rock oh, on on DVD and uh uh, the DVD versions of those games, those American Laser oh, games, are amazing because it's like you use your DVD remote to move a cursor around the screen until it's sort of, but not really, on the person you want to shoot, and then you press enter on your DVD remote. Right, and but, it can never remember exactly like where you are in the. Because I remember playing Time Time Traveler. And yeah, Time Traveler was like that. It was like that, but it couldn't remember how many time reversal cubes you had. Yeah, you could, I remember you could ch- sort of cheat the system a little bit, get some extra time reversal cubes. One of the uh, in in one of the uh, shots of uh, who shot Johnny Rock, you shoot a guy on a balcony, uh, and it like pans to his face, uh, and then he falls off the balcony and. I realized when it panned to his face that it was Rusty Dillon, who, as we all know, was the actor who played uh, Mad Dog, actor slash stuntman, who played Mad Dog McCree. And it uh, and it lingered on his face for just long enough that I thought, uh, they, that's kind of like a nod to fans, I guess, because they're like kind of pointing out that Mad Dog is there. And then I thought, no, probably not, because that, that would be crazy. That doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> they would not do that at all. That maybe they just shot him on the same day, and he was around. <laughs> they do use the same bartender in both games, which I did appreciate. That fuck, that great like guy oh, whose man. mustache is taking over his face. And does he wasn't wink he, into the camera? Wasn't he in Lincoln? Wasn't he the lead role in Lincoln? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis was the bartender in Mad Dog McCree. Everybody knows that. Well, partner, welcome to town. We've seen our share of hard times here. But we shall overcome them. <laughs> you know what? All I want is for there to be a Hoarders episode starring you, Justin, and you to just try to explain to the Hoarders people why you need to keep all these games. Now, Justin, like, you have six copies of Wirehead. Can you please explain your actions? <laughs> what if something happens to them? <laughs> I am under no illusion that these games are lo- like, like lost to time if I don't archive them. If I don't try to preserve them. Um, Just like the newspaper from 1986. <laughs> what? I, that's what hoarders do. Oh, right. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Nino Kuni. Okay. I've been playing okay. that. Uh, I played... I, I know we've all sort of dipped into it. I've played about 
four or five hours now. It's hard because if you if you go to the main menu, then the play timer keeps going. But if you pause it proper, then it doesn't. So it's kind of weird. But it's I'm having a like it is so every component of this game seems like it was made for me. Like Studio Ghibli, 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 Studio Gimli. Like I love it, <laughs> love that. Uh, level five, yeah. Dark Cloud, sure, love it. Pokemon style monster collection, like oh, now you are speaking my language. Um, I think maybe it's just because I'm coming off of Persona Four Golden, which I put so much time into. Like it's hard for me to bounce mm. directly from one JRPG to another because like it's such a commitment of time. Um, but I mean, I like the hour and a half or so that I've played. I just feel like I haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah, so what I've played I sort of found somewhat interesting because I like the combat mechanics. Um, can you describe those? Yeah, I mean, it's action-y in the sense that you can run around. It's not like t- straight turn base where you're like standing still waiting for your turn. You act- actually can run around the- each arena and cast spells and stuff like that, and all the spells take time. Um, it's what, almost what, similar to uh, it's almost similar to Final Fantasy X, except it's not so much built on you know setting up these automated chains and and yeah, I got sort of a Chrono Trigger. Well, Chrono Trigger is turn based, but but in terms of like the using the, the arenas, human, yeah, your placement is is as important as anything else. Right, exactly. Uh, which I found interesting. What I found less interesting was essentially just how much of this game you're just watching, like. So much like the first hour is like forty five minutes of cutscenes, and I just, I mean, I guess that's a JRPG thing. It's just does no. Not I know, I know what you mean. I mean, it, 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 it's hard because it, it's definitely you know people always say Wait, that. You know what I, I mean? You're a you're an FMV addict. That's all you do. <laughs> that's different. Those are cutscenes that I have some control. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, I know what you mean, and it is like a part of as you said, it's part of the genre, but that doesn't necessarily make it like better like sometimes i only have a half hour to right. play video games and it's like well okay i just watch cartoons i just watch and it's beautiful cartoons uh and well written and well performed cartoons but it is like it, it's kind of a stop start uh at the beginning there yeah um, w- what i don't particularly care for is like like you said like sometimes w- whenever i play nino kuni i'm re- i'm really only playing it for like a half hour or so cuz i you know i i, I rarely have those you know, multi-hour chunks to, like, sit down and play something anymore. And what bums me out about Nino Kuni is that it has this system where you can save anywhere if you're, like, in a city or out in the, the map. But, like, when you're in a dungeon, you have to revert to, like, save points. And it seems so weird to me that they would... I, I, think, I think it's crazy that games still have save points in 2013. It seems like such an antiquated system that was, like designed into the game based around hardware limitations um i think there's something to be said for like in in dead space for example has save points and i think there's something to be said for the the level of tension that it creates like a lot of people had an issue with the dead rising the way dead rising had saves but i kind of liked it because it made like you can't just save before a final battle like and whatever you reload the save, no big okay, deal. Okay, but design like design around it, like Dark Souls did. Dark Souls, you can just fucking turn off your Xbox, and it'll pretty much remember where you are. It just uses the save points as sort of you know. Yeah, I, I think the solution to that, which I think the Fire Emblem games does, 
is yeah. you can do like a temp save, which essentially saves right, where you like are, and when you place. reload, you that, lose that save. That is what touches like. I would be way more down with Nino Kuni, and I would have put so much more time into it if it was on the 3DS or Vita, or iPad, yeah. or something like the JRPGs. In my mind, are I, I have always preferred playing them on handheld platforms because then I can do them without like occupying the entire television for hours and hours at a time. Like it's such right. a commitment to to spend sixty, seventy hours on your Xbox three hundred and sixty or PS three. I just always I've always found that that medicine a little bit easier to swallow when you can and this game actually came out on ds in japan yeah not exactly the same a version of this the problem is i don't see myself having like huge chunks of time to dedicate to this game and i am going to have to continue like consuming it in these half hour blocks and if i keep up that pace i'm not going to finish it Unless I do that for four straight months, and like that's that's kind of crazy to me. But yeah. that we haven't touched on like the game itself, which is yeah. So it is a JRPG. We talked about the battle system. You play a little boy who lives in a place called Mo- Motortown. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of cars there. It's the real world, basically. And uh, for reasons that I uh, will not spoil here, he is called into a a fantasy world. That you know he has to save because it's a JRPG, and um, the you know it's one of these. It, there are notes of sort of like a Harry Potter uh, vibe to it. The boy discovers he's a wizard. As you go, you learn spells which are useful in combat. Some of them, and, and others are just used like in the story. So the the main bad guy has uh, his his big thing is he his heartbroken people and what that means is he's taken taken um specific parts of their personality they need to function like for some of them he's taken their enthusiasm and and it's different for others and you can use your magic to find people who have the piece of their heart that they're missing uh have it in excess have excess enthusiasm or what have you and suck it out of them what yep (laughs) so you you make people that are really happy sadder just kind of even them out you're like an ssri you kind of even people out. So, like, if they're too happy... Too, like people that are too happy are just... They're kind of the worst, aren't they? It's yeah. Like yeah. It, take, you're just bragging. Take it down a notch. Take it down a peg. Uh, so the, uh, and there's also, um, uh, you know, puzzles you can solve by casting fire, for example, like torches and that kind of thing. Um, it's all weirdly menu-driven. Like That was uh, one thing I noticed about the combat, is that I can't, couldn't help but think... Like, why is there not just shortcuts to all this? Like, the second you want to cast a spell, and this is all happening in real time, you've got to sift through, like, five levels of menus to get to that spell. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, if you are into this genre, I think it is very well executed. I just, I'm looking at it, and when you compare it to, I'm still making my way through Persona, which is, like, a, a very mature story. I mean, at least comparatively. Um a much more mature story and I just don't know if I'm going to be able to and I've been able to play it I can play it on the bike you know I can I can play it on on plane trips and stuff um, and I just don't have that luxury with Nino Cooney like I can't see myself sitting in front of a TV for 50 hours or 60 hours or however many hours to uh, to finish it yeah um, and, 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 that, and I have that yeah. in my mind right like when I start it I it's already working against it like I'm already thinking like 
oh god, I don't know if I can if I can do this. And I know that if like if I turn it off or take the disc out just once, like bye bye Nino Kuni, I'm never putting you I, in again. I've actually I've actually gotten it through GameFly, and I, I it really you've got a point. Like if I go two days without playing it, I know I'm just going to fall off, and then it's gone. Like the, I'll, I will send it away and and. Probably not play it again until I have, like, way more free time than I have now, which is one. I have one free time. It's Wednesday afternoons. I call it Griffin time. And, like, I, yeah, once it's out of the system, it's basically in an envelope, and then it's back to, you know, Grapevine or whatever. And and the really depressing thing about all this is that you guys haven't, from what I understand, there's a point at which the game really hits a wall about ten hours in. Where you're like, there's like a big grind to it. That's, and what, just... that's what Phil's review said. Like they sort right. of slow down the new mechanics, but at the same time, like the level, the rate at which they are adding mechanics to the game right now, where I'm at, is almost a little overwhelming. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've just heard <clears throat> that it just really gets a lot less good at that point, and I, that's. I will it. say, if you are a you know a fan of, of Studio Ghibli or Ghibli or Gimli, I think it's Gimli. It's yeah. it's a fucking like sumptuous feast of a game. Oh god, it looks f- amazing. Like you would think you're watching a cartoon. A lot of times, like it looks like you're watching a hand animated. It's feature. right, and and yeah, cartoons not exactly the right because like what's so incredible about the studio the studio Gimli movies is like you go into a shop in one of those movies and everything on the shelves has such an intricate amount of detail to it. That it's like your eyes are just darting around, and like that—that that is what's so incredible about those movies. They have—they have recreated that, not only in the animated cutscenes, but like in the game itself. Like everything is fucking gorgeous. Like it's such a beautiful game to look at, um, and the score is is incredible too. Like that's the kind of stuff that's making me want to power through, sort of the that my hangups that I'm going to spend way too much time on this game when there's other stuff. Yeah, but that stuff does it for me for about five, six hours, and then I'm like, okay, like I need a game to be there. Otherwise, I'd just be watching Studio Ghibli movie. Um, Gimli, sorry. It's really hard to talk about this, I feel like, without sounding condescending, because, like, whenever I would, like, hear promotion about a game when I was in college, and they'd be like, it's got 60 hours of gameplay, I would be like, fuck yes, I can't wait to dip into it. But, like, now... I, I, you know, I live with my fiance. We have really only the one TV with everything hooked up to it. I travel a, like a lot, and I do a lot of gaming, sort of on the go. Like, just portable makes so much more sense for me, and that's why I'm such an enthusiast about you know the 3DS and iPad and, and Vita. And so, like, the idea of a game that you have to play really hours at a time to make any headway on, unless you want to be playing it all year long, which I don't. I, it's I don't know it's 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 a turnoff and I know that's kind of fucked up to say because it has no reflection on the quality of the game itself. I I think where I really actually have the biggest problem with this it, with with this one and and length is when you're in dungeons, uh, you the uh, and and this kind of feels sort of like the save point thing, kind of like a weird throwbacky type thing. Uh, when you're in dungeons, the enemies respawn, uh, like, very quickly. Uh, so if you want to, like, explore more, you know it's going to be five more battles as you make your way there and then fight your way back. And that starts to feel... I mean, that 
that to me, once you have that like grindy sort of thing, that is not the mark of like an expansive experience. That's the mark of like you didn't you didn't uh you know you didn't balance your game so that I would have X number of fights and then be ready for the last fight. Yeah. Like you left it up to me to to grind and grind and grind and grind until it stopped being fun and then, you know, go, fight fight the boss. Also and I, known as a JRPG. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Like, you just hope that th- they would take the good conventions about the genre and sort of leave the rest by the wayside. And I know, I know that there are people out there who are, like, probably screaming at their iPods right now. And I get it. Like, if you're way into this sort of thing, like... I, I get how every little bit of more you could get of it is you would you would classify that as a good thing. Yeah. Um, I just I, I don't know. I feel like if I'm in a dungeon and I've already run through a certain hallway, I've always already seen that, and I've already fought all the monsters in there 15 times. Then it's like you're not really showing me new game. You're just kind of throwing clutter at me. I actually yeah. really like um, uh, Zeboid in uh, their the Cthulhu RPG, and I think in depending on arcade games, but I haven't really played enough of those. They're, you know, a modern RPG maker who makes sort of retro-style RPGs, but they make it so that when you are in a dungeon, there is a counter that goes down. Every time you do a fight, it subtracts by one. And then once you've killed, like, 30 guys in that dungeon, battles become optional. For the, oh, that's for cool. the remainder of the time that you're there. It's very smart. It's a very, that, like, forward-thinking... something thinking. you will never see in a JRPG. Well, maybe. I don't maybe. know. Like Someday. Guys, I don't I really kind of, because there are JRPGs that get around that, like in uh, uh, Xenoblade, which I yeah. think you could qualify as a, a JRPG. You can just like run around them. You can ignore them. Well, and then and even in Persona, I think the enemies are are kind of thick and slow enough that it's not tough to avoid them. Uh, it, in in Nino Kuni, they are faster than you, and in fact, if you attempt to run from them, they will catch you. And then they will attack you from the back and have you at a disadvantage. So, yep. like, it does not make sense to try to run away from them. Um, and that, I don't know, that just feels really antiquated to me. Guys, serious, I have a serious question. Okay. Is Chris Plant dead? Hey, how you doing? Chris Plant has literally not talked for the sleepy? last Did you take a 30 minutes. Nap? No, I just didn't have anything to say. Have you played Nino yeah. Kuni? No. Did you play Andy Chamber? Yeah, I talked about it for a little while. Are you having a kind of a rough day? No, I, you know, nothing. I have no comment. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about you. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Don't worry about me. Let's. Do you want to talk about what we're gonna play next week? Sure. What are we playing next week? <laughs> I'm gonna dip pretty heavy into Fire Emblem Awakening for the. Oh my god! I have never played a Fire Emblem game before, and like, I, I was, love Fire Emblem I, games. I was never. I was like didn't know anything about it wasn't really excited about it and then i think they released a trailer like this monday and i was like i have to own this game this looks incredible i, I am a huge huge fan of fire emblem games uh and i've been looking forward to this for the last if, year or so let's if i appeal. play it if i play no, it on the, the appeal? Mode, i don't okay so just you, from the name like, yeah i, no, that name I and, like, my trust me the <laughs> franchise alone does nothing for me it, it's essentially xcom like, if you like XCOM, it's essentially XCOM. Uh, you're dealing with classes of units that excel against other units, and you're equipping them with items, and you're... Um, I mean, there's, like, crazy Japanese stuff. It's, like it's intelligent systems. 
It's intelligent systems. So yeah. It's more. It's it's almost exactly like Advanced Wars. Only with, uh, yeah. So a, the you difference know, a fantasy here, approach and like upgradable units. Yeah. The big difference between uh, Fire Emblem and Advanced Wars is that if you lose a unit in Fire Emblem. They're dead forever, just well, like can, XCOM. You can turn that off, which I'm thinking about doing. But that seems like you a, shouldn't do that because you, that's lame, and you'd be lame for doing that. It would make <laughs> me sad though if I lost someone. You're a bully. That's part of the magic. Okay, uh, fine. It, it really is like the way I play these games is like old school, and if I lose someone, I'll restart the mission because yeah. I'm a maniac. But I don't know. It just adds a certain level of. Uh, making every single move like thoughtful and important because one mistake and you like your like girl archer that you've been friends with since the beginning is you know has her head speared by a cannon that sounds awful <laughs> uh it's great though and i'm and actually the graphics look really got, cool i've got two dentist appointments next week and so like i'm gonna have that with me to go to go along for the ride and now here's an important question about your dentist appointment what flavor are you gonna pick like met like metal and tooth dust. I don't know. No, but know. don't they need like usually they like put molds in your mouth and and you ask for a flavor. I think That's they not only a thing. do that for babies. Yeah, <laughs> they've been doing it to me for years. I don't know why, but no, I usually gonna... get uh, mint or pina colada. Okay, yeah, Is that like I a fluoride get... based that they're doing. Like a yeah, fluoride? maybe it if might I be. Get, if I get fucked up while they're like up in my gums, that would make the whole yeah. process a lot smoother. Ask for heroin flavored. Well, Chris, no. what are you gonna play this week? Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe Proteus. <laughs> maybe. Did your house burn yeah. like right before we started? It's gone. It's all gone. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> everything. This whole life we built. I'm gonna play recovery. Um, <laughs> should someone play Skulls of the Shogun? Well, we have three oh. games: There's Skulls of the Shogun, Proteus, and Dead Space Three. Ooh, damn. No, Dead Space 3 isn't out until the following week, isn't no, it? No, it's next week, February 5th, right? Yeah. Mm. Shit. Yeah. Can I, I played the demo for that, and I fucking fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, welcome to the real world, she said to I, me. I, <laughs> I had to be... I have to be straight with you guys, and I. Pro- this is why I probably... I have tried with both Dead Space games to get up in there, and I was actually talking to a guy from USA Today that wanted to do a story... Uh, I did an interview with him last week. He's like, "Hey, I'm doing another story, like your comment about Dead Space, and just like how dope it is, and how." And it's like I actually had to pass him off. I was like, "I gotta be straight with you, my man." As hard as it is for me to seed any lime, like I think those games are the demo great. for Dead Space Three. Dead Space Two was now. great. Dead Space One was great. Dead Space Two was okay. Oh, you guys are! Crazy. I have not finished either one. I don't know what it is, guy. I really don't Dead like. Space I don't. Two is like the best. Bioshock ripoff that exists. It's not a doesn't. It, crazy. I, I think it's the combat. Like I don't really like the. the, the com- I don't know yeah. what it is. The combat aiming sweet. is not fun to me. The story is goofy. In the end of Dead Space Two, when people say they like the ending, that's when I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. We're on. We're on different. No, page. I think that I think from a gameplay mechanic standpoint, I think those games are great. And like, I thought Dead Space Two was espe- except exceptionally great. Blech. But Dead Space 3, the demo opens up with you are on a train, and the train crashes, and you have to sort of climb around the train as it Spoilers. falls off a cliff. And then when you get I've to never the top, seen that before in a then game. Then when you get to the top of the train, you have to fight off guys with the guns that you find in the snow. And it's like, I've, never, I've never seen that before, though. It's in the fucking yeah. demo, but you have seen it f- before because you played Uncharted 2. No, I think Dead Space 3 did it first. <laughs> 
It's hard to say. You know, it's so hard to prove check, these things. Check the record. Check, check the record. Out. Go to Moby Games. Figure it out. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us this week on The Besties. We sure hope you'll join us again next Friday when we will uh, do a deep dive into some of these new titles. I don't really want to play any of them, so I might be a Chris Plant next week. It's hard to say. <laughs> I don't know. You shouldn't be planting next week. I don't want to plant. I don't want to plant it next week. The uh, garden gnome's <laughs> going to burn your house down before the show. <laughs> so uh, make sure you join us, though, for the best. Hey, wait, wait, because... wait, wait. Before you do that, now you're before you do that, me. hey, since everybody knows what we're playing next week, uh, listeners, you know what? Maybe like leave a few comments about these games that we're playing uh, on this post. Maybe maybe we'll talk about those. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a fun. That's a fun plan. It's a fun. I, plan. I did play a, a reader suggested game that was absolutely bonkers, and I couldn't oh, even shit. deal with it. Yeah, let's talk about that real okay, quick before real we quick. go. Goblet Grotto, which was recommended by a reader in the comments of last week's episode, uh, is like you just took speed and thought crack would be a good idea to mix with that. Because is there's like symbols and like it's all hand drawn and you're a frog and everything is like talking to you. It was it's I mean I don't even know how to put into this words. This looks ape shit. It uh, was not fun. I just dropped a link into our Skype chat and I will and maybe you can throw that into the post, Russ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so our listeners can go and click on this right now right now because it is. The weirdest game. It's really weird, and it's that free. Noise you're hearing, Griffin, is it does not stop. And you could like fall off a cliff, and you'll end up in like a world below. Like it doesn't kill you; you just end up in another land. Like Toe Jam and Earl. And there's like yeah, like Toe Jam and Earl. And there's like symbols constantly appearing at the top of the screen, and you don't know what they do. And there's constantly noises assaulting you. It's really like a bad trip um i've clearly never taken crack so i don't know what that results in but um i would say probably uh something really bad this reminds me a lot of the game i'm making now in unity actually yeah yeah you have to collect batteries to open a door (laughs) that sounds about right sounds sounds good but there's only you need four batteries but there's only three it's kind of like america it's kind of like an art yeah Uh, Anyway. Wow, this looks bananas. Okay, so that's going to do it for us this week. Make sure you join us again next Friday for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Best games.